0: This is the Rocky Mountain Review. I'm one of your hosts, Maximus Hunter.
1: And I'm your other host, Ren Wadsworth. And we are here in the studio with our cool sports guy.
0: Dixon Lawson. As As well.
1: Oh, go ahead. As well,
0: as we are very lucky today, we have two reporters. Would you all mind introducing yourselves? Uh, I'm Coda Babcock.
1: I'm Rylan Todd.
0: Thank you so much. Ren, what have we got going on the show today?
1: We have got a lot going on on the show tonight. So we're going to kick it off, pun intended, with a little bit of sports with Dixon. Right after that, we're going to have a little bit of local news with Coda. Right after that, we're going to have a roundtable about some of the best ski areas and snowboarding areas in Colorado and why we think they're pretty cool.
0: I have some thoughts. Monarch.
1: <laughs> that actually didn't make the list. I know. That's why I said it's
0: because we talked about it we earlier. You got to mention it at some point. Yep. After that, we're going to hear a piece from Allison Tackett about an uh, event that happens at Hody's Half Note every month called Co-Op. And we have played this piece before, but because it's a monthly event, we figured we'd play it again. Let anyone who's interested know. Uh, It's kind of a monthly freestyle night, so uh, if you like doing that, you're going to love this. Uh, After that, we're going to have campus news with Rylan for her second time ever, which is very exciting. Um,
1: And then after that, we're going to talk possibly about uh, the Supreme Court unanimously decided that... uh, People on probation will be able to use medical marijuana. That's the
0: Colorado Supreme Court. Oh, thank you for the clarification. clarification.
1: And then after that, we're going to end our show as we usually do with our national day news Uh, and our weather. But before we kick it off with Dixon, we did want to reach out to our listeners and ask them a question since it is the fall festive season and Thanksgiving is quickly approaching. So we just wanted to ask what everybody's favorite Thanksgiving themed food, dessert, Really, anything is. So we'll start off in the studio, Max.
0: Uh, gr- <laughs> words are hard. <laughs> green bean casserole is the word I was trying to say there. <laughs> Just because uh, there's fried onions and cream mushroom soup. But there's green beans in it so it's healthy and you can pretend like it's healthy.
1: How about you, Dixon?
2: Mashed potatoes and gravy all the mm-hmm. way. My, uh, my grandma makes homemade mashed potatoes for, uh, mm-hmm. for Thanksgiving. Uh, definitely going home, so don't worry. I'll, I'll be there for Thanksgiving. Shout out to grandma. Oh, yeah, 100%.
3: How
1: about
4: you, Coda? Uh, My favorite is probably stuffing, I think. Mm. Mm. A good stuffing or some other stuff?
1: How about you, Ryan?
5: Uh, Yeah, I'd have to go with cranberry sauce. My grandma also makes a homemade cranberry sauce.
0: Nice. Rand, what about you?
1: I was gonna say stuffing, but Coda took that. So I'll have to go with my second favorite, candied yams. What's that? We Understandable
2: don't do that in my You don't
1: do candied yams? <laughs> yes. I
2: know, so please tell me what it is.
1: Uh basically so it's just yams or sometimes they're done with sweet potatoes too. I don't know the they're the same between thing the two. I don't know, honestly. I think yams and
0: sweet potatoes are the same thing.
1: I don't think they are, honestly. I think, I think, they, think they are. I think there's something different about both, them.
0: Both the orange potatoes.
1: Um, You know, I'm pretty sure they're different vegetables. This sounds like a
2: good question. We should look up and we could talk about it later. (laughs) Yes, we'll
0: have an answer for you listeners.
2: Are yams and sweet potatoes
0: the same
1: thing? Yeah, they're either yams or sweet potatoes or both if they're the same thing. We'll figure out later. Um, And then all it is is like uh, brown sugar sprinkled over them and then marshmallows. And then they're put in the oven and like flambéed. So it's really Yum. good. Kind of the same as the green bean casserole. Like, it's good for you because it's a vegetable, but also it's just, like, <laughs> topped with sweet stuff. Nice. Friend,
4: sweet right potatoes are yams. No! <laughs> I knew it.
1: I did not.
0: All right, listeners, if you want to contribute to this discussion of what your favorite Thanksgiving food is, maybe back someone in the uh, studio up here or give your own opinion. You can let us know at 970-491-5278. What do you like the best to eat on Thanksgiving Day?
1: Ooh. All right, but without further ado, what's what's up with sports, Dixon?
0: Oh, you know what?
2: Uh, I, I'm super excited. It's a great time of year. Um, uh, we have one season starting in, or two starting in. Uh, two more are going to be picking up right in its place. Um, but as the trees change to orange and the CSU volleyball team continues to dominate on the court... Uh, It started off last week. Utah State and Boise State both came into Moby Arena as the Rams attempted to win out and take the Mountain West Championship. Uh, Both games are easy wins for the Rams as they rolled into two 3-0 wins, uh, which against Boise, that was super surprising. Boise was a really, really good team coming in, uh, and and we made really short work of them. So, you know, huge uh, credit to the volleyball team. They were playing great. Uh, they're really rolling on some momentum right now. After the Boise State game, it was an emotional time for the seniors as they played their last game in Moby Arena for the regular season, um, and we actually had a chance to go interview three of the uh, seniors today, um, and then we will hopefully get to interview the other three. So I talked with Katie at Christy Hillier, and Plena Hogarth jensen uh, I didn't. I guess we did as a sports department. Um, that group is probably one of the most special uh, teams I've ever seen. They're so... Uh, so much chemistry together you know I asked Plain hook Jensen, and I was like who's one person who impacted you the most on this team uh, and it was immediately once Kate, uh, Katie Olksack. Um they were dorm mates well they weren't like roommates but they were in the same dorm so they freshman year then they became roommates throughout uh, and she you know she was like I wouldn't be where I am today without her so uh, if you do want to catch all those interviews hopefully we will have them up here in the next coming upcoming weeks from the sports department but uh, really good things looking ahead for volleyball but this week they will have two of their last three games uh, Thursday against San Jose State and then Saturday versus Nevada and then after this the Rams will finish the season in Denver on the 30th <clears throat> of November no computer doesn't turn off after a tough loss to Air Force on Saturday 2138 Um the CSU, after C, after a really solid start for CSU, they weren't able to hold on to their lead in the second half. Uh, they ended up kind of really losing that in the fourth it was when it really went awry. Uh, this week, they will head to the border war on Friday against Wyoming. Uh, and of course, we're not done yet because we've also had a bunch of uh, men's basketball, women's basketball be played. Last week, men's basketball uh, played against Omaha at home. It was an 80-65 win. Um, as well as then, they also played on Saturday. They traveled out to uh, Loyola Marymount in Los Angeles, uh, 74-64 win there. Um, this week, they will have Arkansas State coming up on Wednesday at home, and then they will be moving into, <clears throat> I believe it's on Saturday. Oh no, that that's their only game for the week. Um, then they come into a three-game back-to-back Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of next week. Uh, Yeah, I'm not even going to do women's basketball. It's too much at this point. Uh, But I'll be sure to wrap it up all next week.
0: Sounds like basketball is going great so far.
2: Yeah, you know what? They've got off to a good start. Women's basketball has been a little bit of a slower start. Um, They're a little bit under 500 right now. Um, But really good things from both teams that we can look forward to heading into the rest of the season.
0: That's awesome and I, I was pretty proud of our football team this Saturday even though we didn't uh, you know we didn't win it we had a good effort.
2: I, I was really happy because everything I said we needed to do happened at some point you know we had a really good start uh, we held them we stopped their running game and then we just kind of let them get back in the game we, we stopped that momentum and Air Force is too good of a team to let them come mm-hmm. back. In no the exactly game. exactly yeah.
0: I, I mean I'm impressed that we did so good yeah. against them at all.
2: Uh, you know it, it hurts uh, Ren. I don't know what were your thoughts?
1: so sad. <laughs> yeah, this is a tough I one. I really wanted to go to a bowl game and uh, not winning against Air Force, essentially.
2: It, it's going to hurt. It, it's still, yeah. you never know. There's a chance you if we know. beat
1: Boise, but I know everyone's like, you never know, we could. But, hey, you have
2: to be positive, yeah. especially being a CSU Ram. Uh, I do
1: have to say that I was honestly really impressed with Air Force, which I know is like kind of a controversial stance to take. No,
2: no, not at all. It, they're a good team. Yeah,
1: that... Uh, they, the Rams were right there. Mm-hmm. Like, we were gonna push through to that touchdown, and that guy just took the ball and ran the entire field, and I was like, holy cow, like, whether or not he's on my team, that is impressive. You
2: know, that's one of the, the one plays, I, I had one and it was called back, but those, you know, where you pick it at, the, you know, the other team's end zone, basically, and run it all the way mm-hmm. back, that's that's a, that's a stab in the back. Mm-hmm. Um, as soon as that one happened, you know, you just saw the the energy leave yeah. the team, and That's a step to morale. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't blame them at that point, that's yeah, Those I thought are, we had that touchdown
4: yeah. in the bag.
2: It, it, the start of the game, though, the fumbles, the picks, everything we did right. So overall, really good stepping stone for CSU, but unfortunately, this makes the seat under Bobo a little bit hotter, mm-hmm. as I saw a lot of uh, people calling for his name after that game.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm? It makes me think of that. Uh, makes me think that Broncos game on Sunday where we. Uh, Let's see. you know what? I don't want to lead. talk about that. That one. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, one was worse than that. CSU. Yeah, we should. We don't have to talk about that one. <laughs> uh, for that uh, Border War game, though. Setting good vibes, I think. Mm-hmm. That, you know,
2: you know uh, so it is on Friday. Unlike, you know, normally we play our games on Saturday. Uh, and, and I looked at the weather. Hopefully we're not going to have a blizzard for that game. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, you know, maybe it at least be a little more even. Um, but uh, I heard something today at, at practice this week. Um, one of the drills they were doing while it was going I on, heard about that. they were oh playing uh, just Wyoming, saying it sucks to be a CSU Ram, just over the speakers, just while they wow. were practicing, like, it sucks to be a CSU Ram, it sucks to be a CSU they're Ram. They're really
0: trying to get them in, like, hyped up.
2: You know, at this point, they need to find something, because obviously what they're doing isn't working. That's true. So well, the, hey, I, you I, saw good things at the I Air Force game. I saw good things, but at the end of the day, it wasn't a win, so I can't say it was great things.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. Well, I hope we'll see some great things in the border war. I've got oh, yeah, a lot of faith.
2: I'm hoping. It'd be a great birthday present.
0: Wouldn't it? Yeah. All right, let's do our local news with Coda Babcock. You ready, Coda?
4: Yep. All right, so I'm Coda Babcock, and this is local news for Tuesday, November 19th, 2019 on KCSU Fort Collins. The City of Fort Collins has announced those who will be supporting the planning process for the Fort Collins Our Climate Future program. In the announcement, community advisory committee members, community partners, and plan ambassadors were listed. The City notably has made sure to represent indigenous groups and individuals through their selection of members, with the Northern Arapaho Tribes Big Wind serving on the Community Advisory Committee, and the Northern Colorado Intertribal Powwow Pow Wow Association Incorporated serving as community partners for the process. The city intentionally selected new members based on culturally relevant expertise and their interactions and relationships with underrepresented groups in Fort Collins. For more information or to share ideas for this program, ask questions, or to get involved with Our Climate Future, visit ourcity.fcgov.com slash ourclimatefuture. The city of Loveland is ending its yard waste collection program for the winter season on November 29, 2019. Collection and billing will end for the winter months until March. While the program will be ending, residents are still encouraged to keep their yard waste cart until service restarts. The collected debris from this program will be composted by A1 Organics and sold as a soil amendment available at the Leveland Recycling Center. If residents who used cart service still need to dispose of yard debris, the Leveland Recycling Center located at 400 North Wilson Avenue will still be collecting debris free of charge if provided with proof of a current yard debris permit collection by cart will restart on March 30, 2020. For more information, contact the Solid Waste Division at 962-2529. The City of Fort Collins is seeking volunteers for the Housing Catalyst Board. Formerly known as Fort Collins Housing Authority, it is the largest affordable housing developer and property management organization in the city, as well as one of the top performing in the country. The Housing Catalyst helps to get funding to develop housing specifically for residents making under 60% of the area median income. Housing Catalyst administers its programs through both the Laramore County Housing Authority and the, Wellington, and the Wellington Housing Authority. Applications to the Housing Catalyst Board are available from now until the end of the business day on Friday, December 4th, 2019. Applications and more information are available at fcgov.com boards. Fort Collins code outlaws outdoor cats as a protective measure. While outdoor cats are allowed under Larimer County's codes, there are more dangers for outdoor cats roaming in the city. Just as it is generally safer for farm dogs to freely roam than compared to dogs who are owned in larger cities, cats roaming free are put at a higher risk. Cats roaming free also will be picked up by animal control or taken to the Larimer humane society where they will be placed on stray hold for five days if they are caught this can cost the owner a fine which has a cost dependent on whether or not the animal the animal has its rabies tag as well as a daily boarding fee to cover the overall care of the animal having outdoor cats can not only be dangerous for the animal but can also add stress to both shelters and owners if it ends up being reported and caught to report a lost cat in fort Collins city limits call 970-226-3647 through extension 7. Larimer County as a whole does not allow for sick or injured cats to be loose and will also pick cat up cats outside of Fort Collins if they fit either description. Fort Collins Cat Rescue also helps to catch and care for stray cats, and they can be reached at 970-233-5133. That's all for today's local news. I'm Coda Babcock, and you're listening to the Rocky Mountain Review on 90.5 KCSU Fort Collins.
1: Thank you, Coda.
4: I think that's so uh, interesting. I had no idea that
0: stray or well, outdoor cats were outlawed, like my neighbor has an outdoor cat. Yeah,
4: so they're outlawed unless they have a leash like a dog. That's so interesting because like, so there's like this neighborhood
0: outdoor cat, it's my next door neighbor and he'll like come into our house even like he will go through the dog door and just come into our house and be like saying hey. It's like we love this cat. He's a really sweet cat. But I did not realize that that was not legal.
4: Yeah, I think that they outlawed it because of a cat's presence on like main streets Mm -hmm. like in Old Town um because they were worried that there it would be a stress on animal control to keep having to like pick up any corpses or things like that yeah. so well yeah Yeesh.
1: i've always thought that outdoor cats are kind of a strange thing to have in the city in the first place yeah it's more of a rural kind of thing that's more common but in the city it's hard when you have an outdoor cat because one, like, what is the purpose? When you have an outdoor cat, most of the time they're hunting for themselves. But there's not that much they can hunt when they're in the city. They're mostly just getting into trash, getting into people's homes, and it raises that question of, like, well, is this cat a stray or is it someone's pet? Is this cat being taken care of? Like, Coda yeah, said, some
4: of the questions that um, I saw in one of the original reports with, um, I think it was the Fort Collins Cat Rescue. I don't remember their exact name, but. Um, one of, one of the people who basically was in that interview was talking about how um, basically, like, are allow, uh, like, people allowing cats to roam free in cities when they wouldn't allow dogs just mm-hmm. proves kind of this, like, they view dogs as closer to people and therefore more worthy of, like, safety. Hmm. Interesting. It was really interesting, yeah. Well,
1: One. yeah, every time I see a cat outside, I assume it's an outdoor cat just be, or cuz I don't want to like steal someone's pet and like take it to the humane society. No, you wouldn't
4: pick up a cat you saw on the street. Right. But you can <laughs> pick up a dog. Um, what you can do technically is you can take it to a vet and have it mm-hmm. microchipped and then if they find an owner, then they can be make sure that it's okay. So, so interesting statistic about cats
0: and I used to I used to work at a cat shelter about 5 years ago. Um at least back then uh, cats are
4: about a third as likely to be microchipped as dogs. Yep. Cats that are makes almost sense. never That makes sense. It's because people don't worry about them as much also.
1: Yeah. Well, I think there's this whole like idea, and it's true that cats can take care of themselves more than dogs can.
4: They are less dependent, but they still do need a right. home. yeah. They'd like, they'd like us to think that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, thank you so much, Coda, for your uh, local news. We really appreciate it. Of course. We're going to go on to the break, but before we go to the break, uh, we would still like to know what your favorite Thanksgiving food is. Um, In the uh, studio, we've got green bean casserole. We've got uh, stuffing. We've got... Dixon, what was yours again?
2: Uh, Mashed
0: potatoes. Mashed potatoes and gravy. Mashed potatoes and gravy. We've got cranberry sauce. We've got candied sweet potatoes slash yams. Depends on... What you prefer. Your upbringing. Your upbringing. (laughs) Uh, So let us know what your thoughts are at 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-KCSU. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review. My name is Maximus Hunter.
1: And I'm Ren Wadsworth. And we just heard from our awesome reporter, Coda Babcock. Hey, with his local newscast. We're also joined in the studio by our other amazing reporter, if you'd like to introduce yourself.
5: Hi guys, yeah, I'm Ryland Todd and I report on campus news.
1: you'll hear a little bit from her in just a little bit. But first, we're gonna be talking a little bit about some of the cool ski resorts and uh, snow resorts up here in Colorado and who ranks in the top four. Before we do that, though, do you want to talk to the listeners a little bit about our question for them?
0: Yeah, totally. So we're just interested in finding out what your favorite Thanksgiving food is, since the time's Cause coming up.
1: we're nosy.
0: We are nosy, and <laughs> we like to chat about that stuff. So here in the uh, studio, our favorite foods are in order. Mine is uh, green bean casserole, Dixon, who unfortunately had to go during the break. His favorite food is uh, mashed potatoes and gravy. Then we've got Rylan, your favorite food is cranberry sauce. Coda, your favorite food is is stuffing and other stuff. (laughs) I didn't say that. I know, I just said that, I like (laughs) saying that. Um,
1: Stuffing and stuff. And
0: stuff. And Ren, your favorite food is candied yams.
1: Yeah, what a good memory.
0: Oh yeah, so. uh,
1: Oh, I was gonna say, have you guys heard that song where it's like, we got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes. I always think of that song when I think of Thanksgiving.
0: (laughs) Never heard that song. What?
1: That's so sad. How have you never heard it?
0: I'm sheltered. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. But if you're interested in telling us what your favorite Thanksgiving food is, send us a text at 970-491-5278. That's 970-491-5278, and we'd love to know. But in the meantime, uh, it looks like five Colorado resorts are in the top ten of Ski Magazine's annual survey that ranks the best Western North American resorts. And actually, my personal favorite resort ever, uh, Aspen Snowmass, checks it at number one. Woo-hoo. So let's talk about that because uh, there's a lot of opinions I know. Uh, Dixon really likes Monarch Even mm-hmm. though he, he's left uh, He really likes Monarch He thinks that's the best I think Aspen Snowmass Is just kind of the most Beautiful big ski place ever And there's tons of good food So I could I could see how it hit number one But what are y'all's favorite uh, Ski or snowboard resorts And do you ski or snowboard I ski for instance
1: um, I snowboard And I've never been one To be like loyal To a ski resort Mostly because I think They're about the same at the end of the day, they're all just big mountains with snow that you go down very fast. So whatever's <laughs> cheapest and whatever's closest has always been my go-to. However, I'll always have a special place in my heart where I learned how to snow burn, and that's at Loveland. Not the Loveland by Fort Collins, the Loveland course, ski but area. Loveland Ski Resort, yeah.
4: Over by Winter Park. What about you, Coda? Are you ready to roast me? A little. I've never <laughs> been skiing or snowboarding in my life. Oh, what a why? noob! And I'm from here. What a noob! no, I'm. it's okay. okay. why? We never had money growing up. That so. makes sense. It's, it's, a, it's an expensive. Not a cheap sport. habit. Yeah.
5: Do you want to go with friends while you're here? Honestly,
4: um, I've been. So, fun fact (laughs) um, my doctor's looking into skin conditions that I have, and I might have a temperature based urticaria, which um, basically certain weather conditions will make you have severe allergic reactions. Interesting. Oh, Oh,
5: that's so sad. I'm sorry.
4: Oh, it's cool. Oh, Sorry, Coda. (laughs) Oh, it's fine. I'm living. Hey.
5: (laughs) That Uh, is
4: true. Rylan, what about you?
5: Well, since I'm new to Colorado, um, I haven't been skiing or snowboarding specifically here. I want to. Um,
0: so where'd you grow Ren, up? maybe do I can it. go with
5: you. <laughs> um, I grew up in Alaska, and uh, yeah, so I've done some skiing and snowboarding up there, but our um, main place that we do that is really far from my home, so we don't go very often, but I love go- I love going, it's really fun.
0: Gotcha. Right on. I like how we've got kind of the full uh, the full spread of uh, experiences here. We got one skier only, one snowboarder only, one neither, and then one we both from a whole other that state. That is true. We've got all the opinions. Yeah. So, uh, I'm going to read off some of the the other four uh, resorts that were put in the top ten of Ski Magazine's list, and tell me if you've heard of them, because mm-hmm. uh, I've heard of all of these, but I've only been to two. Uh, Steamboat is ranked at fourth, Steamboat Springs. Telluride at 7th, Beaver Creek at 8th, and Breckenridge at 9th.
1: That's interesting, because I'm reading another list where it's listed differently.
0: Oh, yeah? What does that one say? Yeah.
1: So this one says Aspen Snowmass is still number one. Of course. Uh, second is Copper Mountain. Oh, interesting. Third 15, is Winter Park, and the last... And four is Telluride.
0: Uh, that's very interesting. So, okay, this list has Winter Park at 14 and Copper Mountain at 15. Per- personally... I would put Winter Park above, well, Breckenridge is awesome, but i put Winter Park above Beaver
1: Creek. I was going to say, it's kind of interesting how, like, non-mainstream these ski resorts are. Except for, of course, Breckenridge. Most of these aren't super well-known. Like, Breckenridge, of course, has this huge, like, cult following.
0: Everyone loves Breckenridge. Everyone
1: loves Breckenridge. Everyone knows about Breckenridge if you're from Colorado. Breckenridge, Vale and, like... Maybe Monarch.
0: Vail's on here at number eleven, and I would I would say that's a pretty fitting spot. I'd say Winter Park and Copper, if you're from Colorado, are a little more well known just because they're a little closer to Denver and they're a little more affordable. So yeah, I a was lot gonna say attention.
1: it's kind of interesting that a lot of these aren't those big like ski town ski resorts, which I appreciate because I don't like going to the ski town ski resorts because they're very touristy. There's those like. Elitist people who are like, I live here uh, yeah, and I, I ski out of my house. I, and I'm I love like, Aspen okay. Snowmass, but that is
0: Aspen Snowmass oh. to a T, right there. Aspen Snowmass is like a big oh, okay. kind of ski resort town. Very uh, well. There's, you know. I feel
1: like there's a difference between like having your like ski cabin in Breckenridge and like yeah. being a ski town.
0: Aspen Snowmass, I mean, the the town has lots of other great mm-hmm. stuff about it. And it's, there's some really interesting culture there, especially in Aspen, like uh, Hunter S. Thompson was gonna be mayor of Aspen 30 years ago, and some really interesting stuff came from that. But it's mostly nowadays, it feels like, and I, I just, I've just i only been there in ski season, so maybe I'm a little biased. It feels like a ski town. Everything there is kind of ski-oriented. The main kind of hub of Snowmass Village is actually the base of the ski mountain, hmm. then kind of a lot of development fall, follows the mountains up. And same same with Aspen kind of, although it's a little Aspen's a little more isolated. But it's definitely um
4: has anyone else in, in this room been there?
1: No. No. I haven't.
4: I've been to Steamboat on their off season. I wanna
1: go oh. to Steamboat. Their yeah. off season
4: is uh it's still really so there's a lot of traffic still. Uh, just cause the hot springs are open. Yeah. But that's, love those that's
1: what I always look for when I go snowboarding, to be completely honest, is uh one, how cheap it is and two, how close it is. But three there is nothing better in the world than getting done with snowboarding or skiing and jumping in those like natural hot springs. That's you're like, true. wow, the best.
0: <laughs> I can completely agree with that. And actually, something uh, on this article that says why Aspen Snowmass is number one isn't just because of the awesome mountain. It's because of the nightlife and the après skiing scene. Um, and I, you know, most of the time I spent there, I was a kid. I was, my grandparents had a place up there, so I, I never got to really participate in any of the nightlife, per se. <laughs> But uh, I bet it's really fun.
1: Yeah, uh, this list says that some of the stuff it was looking at was serious snowfall, which oh, I yeah. think is kind of funny because it's all most of it's artificial of it's snow. They get some
0: good real snow <laughs> yeah. up there though. They do. Uh,
1: varied terrain, lift access, and desirable amenities in town. So a lot of these are more about the town, uh, more about how the.
0: The infrastructure yeah, of the ski Yeah, how it's structured, resort.
1: less its popularity and its esteem, I it's guess. It's true.
0: Aspen Snowmass, something they do have that's pretty nice is they have restaurants at the top of most of their lifts, and then on the lifts they have, like, little maps telling you what all the runs are so you can, like, plan your descent ahead before you go. So they do have some pretty nice stuff up there. Um, I think we'll wrap this one up, but any final thoughts, guys? Everyone's shaking their head.
1: Yeah, like, I feel like we could talk about this forever. At least I could, because I like I snowboarding. Too. But um, I think, we'll right, wrap it up. We can wrap it
0: up. All right, so uh, let's move into this next bit. And this next bit is a piece by our very own reporter, Alison Tackett, who does events. Woohoo! Yeah. Um, and we've played this before, but since it is uh, actually about a reoccurring event that happens every month, we figured we'd play it again. Uh, this is about co-op at Hody's Half which is... a a freestyling open mic night, so uh, if that sounds like something that will appeal to you uh, because low-key that sounds like something that appeals to me, (laughs) uh, you'll like this. Any, uh... Oh, yeah, you want to before, a question?
1: yeah. Before we go on the break, we just want to uh, introduce that question again. So you can be thinking about it. Please just let us know what your favorite uh, Thanksgiving food is. If it's something unusual, let me know. Cause I'm always looking for cool recipes, something interesting to try. Uh, sometimes Turkey gets a little old. However, I'm not going to say that cause I love Turkey. Um, but yeah. So if you have anything interesting or anything regular, just let us know uh, your favorite Thanksgiving day food at 970-491-KCSU. Again, and that's 970-491-5278. Uh,
0: have you been hearing this meme about Thanksgiving ham?
1: Oh, my gosh. Okay, I have such an I'm opinion so on ham and Thanksgiving. <laughs> it doesn't belong. No, wait your turn, ham. Ham, ham, you're ham a is a Christmas for Christmas. Food. Period. You can wait your turn. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I Okay, I'm glad totally we're all
0: in yeah, we all agree. We all agree ham does not belong on Thanksgiving dinner.
1: I don't care if you don't like turkey. You can find something else. We, I think chicken. we just really
0: offended some texting again. people who love ham on Thanksgiving. They're texting like, I was going to say ham, but now I won't because y'all are biased. But now I'm not biased. talking
1: to you. <laughs> Gosh.
0: Well, no, if ham is your favorite Thanksgiving food, text that in. We'd love to know why. So, uh, hey, 970-491-5278.
1: I know my brother likes it because it's not dry. So, that's fair. That's but that's also, the, if it's good turkey, it's not dry. That's so. what the gravy's for. Alright, anyway, uh, without further ado
0: Here is uh co-op for, at Hody's Half Note by
6: Allison Tackett. <laughs> you see the truth, who you
7: I'm here today with the group called Bad Neighbors, which is the group hosting this event. Can you tell me more about you guys and your band?
8: Yeah, so basically, Bad Neighbors is comprised of four different MCs. We all make music separately, we all make music together outside of Bad Neighbors, but Bad Neighbors is what we have decided to come together as, to make music together that is a little different than what we confine ourselves to when we're making music separately. It's a little more open, and it's a little more fun.
6: Definitely, it's like, I don't know, we're all a little more serious, solo, and we kind of come together like this, and just, I don't know, go around.
3: It's a party outlet. Yeah, it's definitely. A, you know, because like none of us like make
6: party music on the ends,
3: I would say, like, genetic concepts a little more, like, bars. Like, you guys are just... Rap, yeah. rap, rap, rap. <laughs> yeah, he's just like, oh, man, <laughs> I got bars. <laughs> Me personally, I, I do like really like sad. It's it's sad. It does sad. a lot of sad I boy do, like, music. Yeah, it's like, you know, more poetic, serious stuff. Joe, I can't really describe you. I can't describe you. You're myself. something else. <laughs> okay,
8: I'm cool <go> with that. <laughs> Interesting. A lot of heavily conceptualized songs. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's yeah.
7: good. Okay, that's fair. Constant. Okay.
8: Dawn.
6: They're not all good concepts either, though. (laughs) (laughs) They are all concepts.
7: Okay. Okay, so the event that you guys are hosting, Co-op, can you tell me more about it and what exactly is it?
6: Co-op is a local, it's like a local showcase. We've got four 25-minute sets. There's a 15-person, one-song cap, best performance of the night. Gets a, a set next month, part of the four sets that we have. And anyone who doesn't win, we just kind of keep on a a roster, say for later, might book them for later events. Basically, what we're trying to do is just uh...
3: bring the hip-hop community closer together because, I mean, hip-hop, like even since the beginning of hip-hop, it's been cutthroat. And then especially in this town, I think I can speak for everybody when I say it's cutthroat. Yeah, a bit, like in a, a lot of
6: open mics are just like in basements of or you know coffee shops and stuff like that so we're trying to uh, you know give better exposure at a like a music venue, a real music venue you know and if we can get enough people to attend we can have a good enough opportunity for each artist that participates which means this city as a whole the music scene would grow in theory. We, we basically set. just
8: want to take away the competitive nature of Everybody's trying to play the same shows. Everybody feels like anytime somebody else gets an opportunity, that's taking an opportunity from from them that they could have received we just kind of want to build like more of a team effort like if we're all working together to make sure that the hip-hop community is good and is thriving in the city then all of our shows are going to have more people at them every opportunity is going to be a better opportunity we want to use the co-op as a way to give anybody who isn't sure how to get booked on the next national act that comes through the town you don't know who to talk to You you don't know who to collab with you don't know who's book shows in the city you don't know who makes beats or who records music it's like a nice place for everybody to go that doesn't cost any money if you show up early to get in you can just come in free before 9 hang out meet people you can showcase your music on stage if you're good you're gonna get more time you don't have to win the open mic to get a set in the future necessarily you just Whoever wins the open mic is guaranteed a set at the next event. But if you play the the mic and you're talented and you come out and you support the event all the time, you're gonna get to play in the future. We wanna use this, I'll throw other local showcases, we bring national acts through and I need openers for these and I just want good shows of people who wanna play their music and it doesn't have to be a, a ticket deposit based thing or a competition.
7: Right. Okay. Cool. So, is it just hip hop music, or is it any genre, or what are you guys trying to, I guess, get? It.
3: it, I mean, it's hip hop, but obviously, like hip hop is the most diverse genre in the world. So, yeah, you know, you wanted to mix some like rock and stuff. There's
6: there's many different ways you can do the hip hops. Yeah, <laughs> do the hip hop. When you season. when you're presenting <laughs> a hip hop,
8: you have many different avenues to yeah, choose from. Nah, yeah, <laughs> no, I mean samples. we're not we're not like trying to say if you play a guitar while well, you sing and can't rap that yeah, you can't come. Through. Like we want to see that. There's yeah. a dude that we know well. Uh, he won the last open mic. His name's Russick. He plays cello while he raps, and he's yeah. he's a classically trained musician. He plays all sorts of instruments, yeah. and he raps sometimes. And he's a super talented, dude. And I want. There's I want to see. Yeah, talent, you know? I want to see anything that you can do. We we want to have beatboxers out. We want to have you know DJs be able to come out. We want elements of hip hop, basically. You know, if you break dance, come break dance. That's awesome. We want to see that.
7: Okay, so how do you decide who is the headlining act, and then who are the three supporting acts?
3: Like it's like on like a
7: voting basis, or how does well, that
3: work? He- the headline is mainly. Um, Cause like the first one we headlined, obviously, just because it was the first event. Just um, wanted to get it.
6: We kind of, we kind of all discuss it. We have a group yeah. chat between the four of us, and we all be, we just kind of ask like, who do you think we should put on this next event? Who do you want to see month, play? We
3: had Mikey P from Seattle. Yeah. Um, this month is my duo, week. and then stuff like that. So like, I, I don't know. I'll, we want to get it to the point though where we can start having like nationals. Yeah. Do that, that I would out. love
8: to be able to sprinkle in like a national act here and there on a co-op, just and, and offer a nice, cheap event for people to come out to, where we don't have to worry about, you know, getting tickets sold, and we can just be like, "Here's a dope show, come to it. It's cheap, you know." And then, uh,
3: the, like the opener is always decided on who won the uh, open mic previous month, so that will be the opener, and then the other two slots are just kind of filled by like. We usually always have the headliner already done, and then the opener, and the other two is always just like local cats that we already
7: know. Which element of this event do you guys like the most?
8: I personally, well, (laughs) there's some elements we're trying to get going that I think might be really, really fun. I liked the idea of celebrity death rap a lot. It's been really hard to find people to participate in that because it's like abstract writing thing where you know, two people. Have you ever seen the old show Celebrity Deathmatch on MTV? It was like this claymation thing. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. They would have, you know, two different celebrities fight to the death in a, a claymation mm-hmm. thing. And so we wanted to emulate that, but with rap battles where one person battles. From we did Seth Rogen and Joe Rogan the first month battling each other. But we was, ended it up, was it was hilarious. It was hilarious, but we had two stand up comics. We had Doug Ware and Dylan Williams do it because none, none of the rappers wanted to do it. I don't know if we're just having trouble filling that, but as of right now, we've got them like in charge of it. They're gonna keep doing
6: it just so we can keep. I like having comedians forward. be a part of this too. Yeah. Cause this is, you know, like it's a thin line between a rapper and a comedian, really. Just,
4: punchline
8: writing is the same in jokes, it's just like when you do it in bars, they just have to ride. That's the only set ups, difference. Setups
6: and, and then delivery, yeah. My fa- I'm, and then, I'm trying to get like an actual battle together and I want to see that happen, but same thing, nobody out here wants to battle. That would be my favorite part.
8: As it stands, I think
3: my favorite part is probably the open mic though. That would be my favorite
8: part, too, after we get get it a little
3: more. I mean, dude, you know how antagonizing that is being (laughs) up there and then, like, trying to get people to stay. That's the thing. Uh, We have to, I mean, like, the open mic thing, we just kind of got to reiterate the rules and try to get that out a little bit more because, you know, like I said people leave right after they perform and it's like whoa like don't leave you have a chance to win and also we're still trying to build the community it's a community thing so like people with the open mic you know they'll come through and like they'll come through in their little group and then they'll be like all right, we did our thing you guys we're out you know and it's like it's terrible like it it happened again last month why why would you leave we're trying to like you know, if you leave, you can't
8: win. At the yeah, end of the night, we
3: gotta pick a winner. At the end of the night, you gotta stay. And if for you the wanna past win. two months, we've had to pick between two people because there's always only two people left. Everybody comes and they play the... You gotta we stay. To
8: stay. Let's Bring one song stay. on a flash drive and have it ready. Get with the DJ. Make sure that they know we're announcing on stage like, you know, three people in advance as we go through. We're, we might try to reformat it and sprinkle it throughout the night so it's not all, at the end trying to figure out the smoothest way to do it right now. We're only two events
6: in, so. Okay,
7: okay. So like, what is the long-term goal for co-op?
6: I want to throw an outdoor event. I want to like do a festival with vendors and that could be like when we bring the National Act through. If we could do that once a year, it's like the annual and we do an all-day outdoor event and we could bring prof, definitely bring prof, that's what I want. That would be great. I mean, oh,
8: we've definitely talked about that kind of being the goal is like some sort of anniversary show where we can do a really big show and we can feature everybody that's participated throughout the year. You now everybody can come play and we could just have this nice, we don't have any day-long hip-hop things that happen around here. I remember years ago there used to be... You know, all day long events at the Mishawaka, where there would be, you know, just rap all day, just locals, locals, locals. It'd be cool to see more happen in the city. We do have hip hop come through here. It's honestly probably the second most popular genre in the city. I think it's EDM is. We have the most the most frequent number of EDM shows and the biggest number of like big names that come through. But I think hip hop is pretty close in in second there. That's the other kind of shows that sell out a lot in this area. It's the other kind of shows that we do get like pretty big names that come right through Fort Collins. It's nice to not have to go to Denver for, you know, dope shows. You can just see it right in our city. It's right right in our downtown. There's Awesome places, so that's
6: also, nice. you could throw an event right in the middle of uh Town Square, that'd be tight. I wanna rent that out I have to do it like a year ahead.
7: So like if people want to participate in your event, what exactly do they have to do beforehand?
6: Show to show up? show up. Show up. Show
3: up, yeah. It's free before nine, so there's no excuse Just or get if there before nine. And then you can sign up for the open mic right away. There's a fifteen person cap. So that's why we encourage people to get there right when the doors open. Is that like you know, that way you can be one of the first ones to sign up. Because actually, like, most of the time, too, is, like, we don't go, like, 1 through 15. I'll, I'll do, like, 2, and then I'll do 14, and then I'll jump back and stuff like that. So just keep
6: it a little random, so. Yeah. 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 But since yeah. we're trying to get these things running, too, the celebrity death rap and, uh, and b- bragging rights battle, you can always just contact us on Facebook. I'm Joe Henry I go by phono sapien you, you can contact me on either one of those pages this is RK graves RK
3: graves you can message me on there I don't really answer my personal messenger that much so just <laughs> hit bang the bang the artist line bang my artist line yeah because I got these goons always blowing up my phone so it's true hit goons. my hit my artist page RK graves yeah. to get it.
8: You can find me at Nick Sanville. That's what my artist page and my personal page are both under. We have a co-op Facebook group. You can go in there. You can join that. We like people to, you know, we're trying to make a nice way for people to communicate about upcoming events, about interest in participating in the different parts of the events. We're trying to build that little online community right there, too. So it's, you know, you always feel like you're connected to the other people. It's an easy way to get in touch. You don't have to You don't have to add everybody as a friend on Facebook. You can just be in the same group as everybody else if you want to. And That's an easy way to communicate.
7: Cool. And then when is this event? What date?
8: This one is October 10th. November 14th, December 19th. Yeah, we've got these booked out until April. I can't remember every date past December. That's the last date that I also remember. They're pretty much always on Thursdays. We're going to be filling them in on Fridays or Saturdays if the dates are available and we can shift them over for those days. It's just the easiest day that is. we've had to, to lock it in. So for now, we're gonna try to build it up on a Thursday and get a cool event on a Thursday, something cool to do. So we're gonna keep booking them out. I've just gone as far as April right now, but we're just gonna keep going. So this will hopefully be a continual thing as long as we can get people to keep coming out. We've had good, Good show outs for the first two, so.
7: And then where is this event held at again?
8: It's at Hody's Half Note.
7: Right on. Well, thank you guys so much for meeting with me, and I hope that your event goes just as well as I think it's going to.
4: <laughs>
0: this is the Rocky Mountain Review. My name is Maximus Hunter.
1: And I'm Rand Wadsworth. And you just heard a piece by Allison Tackett, one of our reporters here at the Rocky Mountain Review before that we heard a little bit of local news by our reporter Coda Babcock who's here in studio with us. Hello. And right before that we had a little bit of a roundtable discussion about some of the best ski resorts here in Colorado and why we think they're the best or maybe why we don't think they're the best. So if you're interested in hearing any of that it's all going to be up on the website tonight at kcsufm.com and you can check it out anytime you like.
0: That's under news then Rocky Mountain Review. Coming up We're going to have our campus newscast with uh, Ryland, but before or after that, sorry, after that we're going to be talking about the Colorado Supreme Court making a decision stating that people on probation can still smoke medical marijuana. First though, we do have a question for our listeners. Ren, you want to introduce that?
1: Heck yeah, I do. So since it is officially the fall season, the season of fall, I don't know why I phrased it that way, but I did. I like it. And, And Thanksgiving is almost a week away. We just wanted to ask you guys what your favorite Thanksgiving meal or food or dessert is and you can go ahead and tell us your answer at 970-491-5278. Once again that number is 970-491-5278. We'd especially like to know if it's something weird or uh, unorthodox because that's always fun to learn about what people do uh, for their traditions that some people don't do. So let us know at the number 970-491-5278.
0: But now I think it's time for campus news. You ready? Yeah. All right, go for it.
5: Hi, everyone. So this is Rylan Todd with your campus news for Tuesday, November 19th. Um, On December 5th, the ACT Human Rights Film Festival draws to a close with the presentation of six short films in a collection of indigenous films from the Sundance Film Festival. One called Birds in the Earth will feature two young ballet dancers who tell the story of their native land. Another film in the group called My Father's Tools follows a man who makes traditional baskets in honor of his family or sorry, in honor of his father, who taught him all he knows about the process. In order to promote initiatives and organizations supporting indigenous people in northern Colorado, CSU's Native American Cultural Center will be joining the event um, and the event will take place at the Lyric in Fort Collins and tickets are available for purchase through the Lyric as well. If you are interested in learning more, visit www.actfilmfest.org. On November 8th and 9th, CSU competed in the Rocky Mountain Public Health Case Competition. This event is hosted every November for graduate students studying public health, medicine, pharmacology, and nursing. In the competition, students collaborate to solve a major health problem, and this year it was the vaping epidemic. Colorado State University students excelled in addressing this year's problem, creating a proposal for a $2 million grant that will focus on the vaping epidemic. Megan Jansen, a CSU graduate student studying public health, was on the winning team for the competition. Their winning proposal, Breathe Better, was based on a prevention program that pairs middle middle school students with a high school mentor. The pairs would talk about coping skills to deal with stress and peer pressure. The proposal also presents a vape tax bill that would fund the program after the grant money runs out. Jansen, along with the other students, were interested in this year's topic because vaping is directly impacting Colorado. Earlier this year, the Periodic Table of Chemical Elements celebrated its 150th birthday, making 2019 the international year of the Periodic Table. On November 20th, two professors from the College of Natural Sciences Department of Chemistry at CSU will be participating in a national-wide roundtable at the National Academy of Sciences in Washington, DC. Representatives from academic institutions, IBM, and Google will discuss the chemistry breakthroughs aided by the understanding of the periodic table. Colorado State University was recently awarded a $1.2 million subcontract from the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, or NIAID. NIAID is a branch of the Infectious Disease Research Institute in Seattle. The grant will go to researchers in the Department of Microbiology, Immunology, and Pathology at CSU. They plan to use the money to advance the the progress regarding the tuberculosis vaccine, Um, Over the past 200 years, TB has claimed the lives of more than 1 billion people, so these advancements are extremely important. Over the next seven years, CSU may be awarded an additional $10.5 million to continue this work. And that's all for Campus News for today. Awesome. Thanks so much, Rylan. Thank you,
1: Rylan. Alrighty, we're just going to scoot right into our roundtable, which is about how uh, the Colorado Supreme Court uh, just passed a unanimous bill.
0: I think we're actually going to take a quick break okay. before that one, but during the break, if you'd like to text us what your favorite Thanksgiving food is, you can tell us that at 970-491-KCSU. That's 970-491-5278. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Rocky Mountain Review. My name is Maximus Hunter.
1: And I'm Ran Wadsworth, and we just heard a little bit of campus news by Ryland Todd, one of our newest reporters here at the Rocky Mountain Review. Before that, we heard a piece by Allison Tackett, and we did a little bit of a roundtable about some ski resorts here in Colorado. Yes,
0: we did, and we were going to come at you next with a roundtable about uh, medical marijuana patients now being okay to smoke medical marijuana on probation, but actually something new has kind of popped into the hemisphere here. Um, And we think since this is a little more urgent, it deserves to be talked about. Ren, do you want to intro this?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we're going to save that marijuana um, roundtable for next show on Thursday. So if you're really looking forward to that, make sure you tune in on Thursday for that. However, um, a post by Ethan Bershek, who is a senator at the Associated Students of Colorado State University, made a post about... um, how the CSU student government is planning on spending $40,000 of student fees, which is half of their remaining budget for the entire year wow. on statues. And, what kind of statues? Uh, there's not a lot of details in this. It's kind of um, a rant post, but it sounds like there are statues that the university doesn't own.
0: Interesting. So why I don't know how you that spending works? student fees on that?
1: Um, good question. Um, This isn't the first time, though, that ASCSU has made some financially questionable decisions, especially since they're supposed to be spending our student fees on things that benefit us directly. Um, Last year, they made a pretty controversial decision. Um, If you don't know, I covered Senate last year. That was my job at CTV. They made a pretty controversial decision to spend, I believe, like $5,000 of their remaining budget of the year on solar panels. Hmm. And it was a little bit controversial. While, yes, solar panels are great, um, it's not the student's job to keep up the school's infrastructure and in a very similar way it's not the student's job or the student fees uh position to make the school look better with statues especially not forty thousand dollars was say, about yeah.
0: uh, eight times as much as uh, the solar panels sounded like
1: yeah and i uh, i don't know if it was five thousand dollars it could have been more could have been less i'm not quite sure what the exact number was however they chose solar panels over bills like funding the Rocky Mountain Student Media or...
0: Well, uh, that's us.
1: Right. Or other uh, corporations that directly funded into student organizations.
0: Although technically we are not a uh, right, a part, part but, of CSU.
1: But we are a student we organization. We are a student organization. But right. th- I, that will be what this bill would be doing, too, is that it's making the school look better instead of directly helping student organizations who could really use it.
0: Well, that's, I mean, that's really interesting. We're going to have to do some deep diving into that one for Thursday, for sure. And
1: there's, yeah, there's not a lot of information we have on it. Just yet. I've reached out uh, to Ethan Bruschek to see if there's more information he can give us about it. And the Senate hearing will be happening uh, tomorrow in the ASCSU chamber. So we'll get all the information on if that bill is passed, how many people voted for it, uh, what are some of the bills that kind of fell through in favor of it, if it does pass, but yeah, so we'll keep you updated on that. But we did just want to let you know since it is kind of a pretty impactful bill that could
0: some could call it breaking happen. news. We oh. should have a breaking news theme when we uh, get news that we didn't plan on talking about. Yeah. But yes, yeah, st- to keep uh, keep a lookout for that one. That's going to be a developing story, and that seems like a pretty impactful one for CSU's campus. So definitely keep an ear and an eye out. Um, but I think it's time for our national holidays. Ren, you Heck ready for it those? it
1: is. So I only have two today. Today is National Nineteenth. And it is recognized as National Carbonated Beverage with Caffeine Day. Uh, Yum. Yeah. The day celebrates the bubbly drinks that gives us an extra pep in our step. Caffeine is a natural central nervous system stimulant that restores alertness in the consumer. An estimated 90% of adult Americans indulge in caffeine daily, which is a pretty big amount. Wait, 90
0: what? 90%. Wow. Yeah. I am one of the 10%. I don't really
4: drink a lot of caffeine. Interesting. So I didn't know that many people drink caffeine. Do you drink daily. a
1: lot of caffeine, Kota?
4: Um, yeah.
1: Yeah, my, me too. <laughs> I drink a
4: good amount. Um. the beginning, it was really bad because me and my roommate will both like have like three cups a day because mm. we were so tired.
1: Yeah. I think it's hard, especially as a college student, to not... I I don't, I'm not saying yeah. it's impossible, but, uh, there are times where I'm just like, I'm not going to get this work done if I don't have a little extra oomph.
0: See, for, yeah. for me, generally, like, you know, I do, I do a little exercise and I feel that bit of energy and if I really, really need it, then I'll drink caffeine, but it's because I use it so sparingly. It's really effective
1: for That makes for me. sense. Um... The carbonated side of the holiday has an interesting past. The National Calendar retells the story by saying in 1767, Englishman Joseph Priestley suspended a bowl of distilled water above a beer vat at a local brewery in Leeds, England. His experiment led to the discovery of a method of infusing water with carbon dioxide to make carbonated water. Priestley's invention of carbonated water is the major and defining component of most soft drinks. Huh. So, like I didn't most. Know that good food uh origin stories it was completely by accident
0: (laughs) (laughs) what's the other day today
1: um if all that carbonated caffeine has you amped up and you're just itching to do something it does national play monopoly day has you covered woohoo monopoly is a popular board game where you buy and sell property tax others and attempt to obtain a monopoly hence the name um, it is known as one of the most famous games in the world, but it has a humble beginning. It was loosely based on a game designed by Elizabeth Maggie in 1902 and has been played by over 5 million people since then. Monopoly has grown in popularity due to its many adaptations. There are video games, cellular, and even movie versions of the board game. And the board game itself isn't, uh, isn't that generic on its own. Several pop culture figures have made their way onto the Monopoly board, and the game becomes themed around the show, book, movie, or celebrity that's on the board.
0: It's funny. I always thought Monopoly was created in order to kind of skewer capitalism a little <laughs> bit, to I'm... kind of poke fun at it, be like, it's this easy to take everything over and like, kind of look how this all happens.
1: Well, it, it started gaining popularity in the 1930s so
0: it's possible that's yeah. uh that is a time when people were not too thrilled with how yeah. that kind of stuff worked that's why we had uh trust buster uh, teddy roosevelt one of my favorite presidents of all time <laughs> uh teddy roosevelt came in and broke up all those monopolies so it all kind of
3: timeline lines
0: up sorry it's like one of my favorite uh just favorite times of uh i, I love teddy roosevelt that's yeah. that's really the, the thing
1: All right. Well, that is all the National Calendar Day news I have for you today. But there is something coming this way.
0: Is that? Wait, wait, wait. Something in the air. Something in the air. I can smell it. It got quiet. What is that? Is that a storm right here? Is that the weather?
1: I think it is. It's birds. It's time for the weather.
0: Alright, so today was cool and clear with a high of nearly 60. But say sayonara, adios, Zay, ciao, or any other goodbye words you can think of. Goodbye works too to the sun (laughs) because winter is back on. And it's back on on Wednesday. Wednesday, the cold is coming in hot with a high of 49 and snow at the tail end of the night, all the way into Thursday morning. Thursday, the temperature keeps dropping all the way to 32 degrees, and the snow is going to continue throughout. So luckily for me, because I just started a new snow shoveling business, I'm going to be real busy. The rest of you, though, you're going to want some jackets. You're going to want some cocoa. You know, it's going to be cold. It's going to be snow again. It's going to be freezing on Thursday. So be prepared for that. If you want to find out the weather's going to be like after Thursday into your fall and Thanksgiving break next week, make sure you tune in on Thursday if you want to know all about that. But, unfortunately, I do think that is the end of our show.
1: Yes, it is. But there are some things we have to do before we finish up tonight. we
0: got to thank people, including yeah. Damien Castile, who makes this jam. Ooh. <laughs> thank you, Damien
1: Castile. If you like any of the music you heard on the show tonight, it was all made by him. So go ahead and check him out.
0: We'd also like to thank Julia Badalese, Hannah Copeland, Isaiah Reyes, Peter Walk, Raven Color, Hunter Sinclair, Asher Korn, Monty Daniels, um, just... Everybody who's a part of KCSU we couldn't do this without you. It's with your support and your help and uh yeah you know we're we're all part of a community and uh thank you all so much also for the awesome job you did dj thon last week Woo-hoo, we still have jobs so <laughs> thank we, you
1: we have to thank our amazing reporters Ryland todd who had to leave the studio and of course koda babcock who's still here thank you as well yeah, as dixon you. lawson
0: yeah I forget dixon
1: heck yeah sports reporter for the win and
0: allison taggett for making that great hody's half note piece thanks allison yeah.
1: is there anyone you'd like to thank koda
0: I'd like to thank you guys. Aw, thanks, Coda. I'd like to thank you too, Ren. Aww. You do an amazing job just organizing and writing and being a, a boss. Uh, a, boss <laughs> a boss blank blank. So uh, you do a great job with that.
1: I would like to thank you as well. This job would not be as fun or as productive with you. <laughs> uh, it is an absolute pleasure to always work with you. And of course, we have to thank our listeners, everyone out there who's listening to us on the web or live right now.
0: Thank you very much. And with that, I think we'll see you next time.